You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you i take robin when i need a really good kick in the ass i don't need to be feeling sorry for myself whenever I do it. And then also Jess Sims. Don't take any floor with Jess Sims until you're like, will <laughs> be ready. Cause I feel like her stuff is like harder than like hit stuff. She's, um, she's, she's intense. So fast, so fast, but I get the best. Like I know that I'm going to be out of commission for like two or three days afterwards. <laughs> Cause I'm so sore, but the more like specific like Facebook groups and like communities and stuff, obviously not the official group because it's just insane but like finding your niche group you know whether it's like peloton moms or the jeff king collective or whether it's you know kindles knockouts or something that's like smaller that people that have the same interests as you like find one of those groups and like just post on it and ask questions because everybody's been so like willing to answer the questions it's more than just your output more than a bike when you hear your shout out you know it's all right Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 238. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. I just opened a million tabs. I know. There's so much to it's talk about so this week. so many tabs open. It's Guys, crazy. this might be the busiest week ever. <laughs> and 80% of it is sex in the city. Yeah. Oh my word. It's crazy town. It is. We're going to have John Mills uh, join us for that so we can uh, do a deep dive into what happened. Yeah, we will just kind of take you through beat by beat what the week looked like in terms of the Sex in the City controversy. If you're not a Sex in the City fan, don't I don't think you need to be worried because it's really more about the you already know the spoiler, the machinations that what happened and and how they responded and what that means and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's not going to be like a boring recap of an episode of a show you don't watch. Oh, God, no, no, that, <laughs> that's yeah. not the show. No. Uh, but uh, it's it's going to be just kind of walking you through what happened and 
the responses yeah. from around the uh, various aspects of the connected fitness industry. Yeah. So, and also we should say, if for some reason you don't know what happened on Sex in the City yet, this is and, a spoiler. and you care, just come back later or something. Yeah. Like, yes. So um, Don't at me. Yeah. I had enough of that last yes, week. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm just like... And for the record... I'm sorry. I was not trying to upset anyone. And I will say, as someone who hosts a show all about spoilers, once the major outlets start putting the spoiler that was my thought. in it the was, headline of the article, it's kind of fair game. Th- and that was honestly my yeah. thought, because I waited for hours to put yeah. it up, but I know that it upset a lot of people, and I totally. am sorry about that, but people got mean. Yeah, I got mean, mean. mean. But yeah, I will say, like, I, I deal with it all the time I know. with the movie thing, and the, my this show spun out of real spoilers. <laughs> like, it's, you know, but once other major publications start saying, oh, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father in the headline. You don't have to hold that close to the vest. Anymore, right. right? Well, so, okay. But other than that, what pray tell do you have in store for people? Well, this week? unfortunately, it's not been the most stellar week for Peloton. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the Peloton party. <laughs> yeah. And then, or actually, I should say the Foley party because right. it's not a Peloton party. It was not party. An officially a Peloton party. Yeah. That's right. And uh, and then we also have a visit from MetPro. We're going to talk about on the go breakfast, like what's good whenever you you're on the go. And then uh, there's instructor news and there's some competitor news and then we're going to hit some artist collaborations and birthdays and things like that. So lots of good stuff. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find us while you're there. Uh, Be sure and follow us first and foremost, so you never miss an episode. And then if you would be so kind, maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful for the people that come along after you to know that we're worth checking out. Uh, We have a new review. This is from uh, their screen name here is Tonal for Life. (laughs) I I think that they are a tonal user. Yes. And it says greatest podcast of all time. Are they talking about this one? Apparently. <laughs> wow. This is my favorite podcast. I never miss an episode. I listen to the clip out on my hour round trip uh-huh. drive for both my COVID vaccines and Crystal and Tom were like supportive friends who kept me company and helped me smile through the anxiety. Also, thanks to them, I am the proud owner and active user of a tonal. <laughs> there you go. In case, there, you know, in case you couldn't pick up on that. <laughs> uh, Crystal and Tom and the clip out have brought me countless hours of entertainment, fun information and inspiration. Thank you for all you would do i appreciate you both so thank you thank so, you much. so much we appreciate such a nice review gosh and other ways that you can interact with the show you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group don't forget you can sign up for the mailing list so you can get all these links we're about to pepper you with sex in the city related links so if you don't want to have to go hunting for them you can sign up for the newsletter and it will just get sent right to your inbox you can do that at the clipout.com and if you would like to watch these episodes you can find them on youtube.com slash the clipout and if you you're so kind and are so inclined and you want to help the show out the easiest thing you can do is just tweet an episode post it on your social media page instagram facebook whatever it just kind of lets other like-minded people know that uh there's a show out there that talks about peloton all the time so there's all that let's dig in shall we we shall run lift and live with john mills 
joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, here to talk about his favorite television show of all time. <laughs> it's John Mills. Hey. Hi. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. So you like that? You excited. like that show, huh? Yeah, I, I figured we were about to talk about happy days or something, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no, we're going to oh, talk about, about we're going to talk about Sex in the City. Yes, actually, oh, damn. specifically okay. Sex in the City reboot. Yes, the oh and, damn and, okay, and just like that, I've watched it. I mean, did you watch it? Did you <laughs> did you, so you watch? I the watched scene. the part. I watched the clip where Big died. Okay. That's as much as my that's my entire experience with Sex in the City to date. I yeah. have watched a couple of episodes here and there of the original, uh, including one with my parents when I was in college. Don't do that. That has Don't to be do that. And it's a bad wow. idea. If you were watching it with wow. your parents, you didn't have cable. So you were watching the cleaned up version that mm. they would show on free TV. But like, no, it was it was cable. It was oh, bad. I didn't think they had. Ca- OK, I, but <laughs> that's neither here. Nor there. Yeah. Wait a minute. This show had like a clean version. So and they then, yeah, I don't the, see how HBO. I, I'm pretty sure HBO like toyed with like cleaning it up and like selling it into syndication because i think it locally aired for a little bit on on channel 11 which is our cw affiliate at the time i guess it would have been the, the wb <laughs> affiliate but uh on like saturday nights at like 10 o'clock you're in the weeds something. honey in yeah. the weeds <laughs> but uh i have sex in the city was like 90s hip-hop i didn't know that yeah it's <laughs> like an explicit version right and there's the radio edit time you buy a target and the kind you buy at yeah. the real record store. Yeah. So well, but, this was the real yeah. thing, I assure you, because I, I, it was not edited and there was a lot of things that I did not want to talk about in front of my parents. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> I uh, I have not seen the new show yet, but I, I I in the interest of full disclosure, I have seen every episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> I have seen both of the movies. The second one was awful. And I'm a Charlotte. So Okay. There's okay. That, yeah. Well, I haven't, I'm I impressed. don't, and I don't care. I didn't care about any of it, but I did watch this entire episode because I needed to understand the setup. I needed to understand what I was going into for sure. research. So right. I did watch it. So now we have established our credibility here that right. we so each have differing levels. Where we're coming <laughs> from. I have also yeah. heard that it's not very good. I I really did not care for it. I did not care for it at all. But I know that since I didn't watch it, I don't have that nostalgia value. Sure. And but a lady I know that was like this was like her jam back in the day. Like yeah. she lived and died by this show. And she tweeted like, "This is cringeworthy." It, like, and she, and, and yeah. it was, and it was, it really? was. That's it. I mean, that was tantamount to me being like, "This monkey's album sucks." Yeah, like, that's yeah. yeah. So, so I think in this segment we should play a game. This is the game we're going to play while we while we go through this. Oh, Let's boy. see how many okay. sweepers we can play during this segment because. <laughs> It touches on so many different elements of Peloton <laughs> in one uh, one specific area. Okay, let's so do it. What's... We will start wow. here. Okay, what's this okay. one? What's... Okay. Breaking news. Okay, so this is, that's how we started our week. Breaking news. Oh my God, was it? Was it? Breaking news. Okay, so I started getting rumors of this. Honestly, I started getting it late last week that he was on the show and then separately I got rumors that he died and then there was an article that said, oh my God, I think they killed Mr. Big. I kept all of that to myself. 
All of it, guys. All of it. I didn't say a word to anybody. And honestly, I will tell you, it's not because I was being altruistic. It's because it was so hard on my heart after this just happened with Howie. Like, I couldn't deal with it. I was just like, no, I can't. I can't. They cannot do that. But then they did. So we start off the week. Mr. Big gets on his bike. He takes a ride. Then he walks to the shower, drops his phone and has a heart attack. He doesn't instantly die, though. No, no, that would be too easy. He hangs on until she makes it home hours later, just long enough to have one more and then die. Right. And she doesn't call the cops. And that's a whole or call 911. She doesn't do CPR. But yet, right. well, we, that she didn't call nine one one because, as John would say, touching on nineties hip hop, it's a yeah. joke. It's a joke. Nine one one is a joke. We all know that. Right. Yeah, everyone knows that. Flavor Flav taught us that. Right. So she. I understood that part. Okay. We part I understood. Okay. Okay. I didn't. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for filling in. It was Flavor Flav. <laughs> I love that crazy guy. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, then everybody was left with, oh, my God, Peloton just killed Mr. Big. I mean, everybody just kind of jumped to that conclusion. Right. Yes. Um, And and, you know, I was still over here going, oh, my God, Howie. Oh, my God, Howie. But the whole world was having a completely different reaction than I was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the stock dropped. Right. Peloton stock ticker. <laughs> oh, so then, so the the day it aired was what Thursday, yeah. and it dropped eleven yeah. percent. Yes, <laughs> so people having difficulty separating reality from fiction thought that the bike kills people, yes. and they and they started selling off their stock, just like yeah. they do when characters die in car crashes. Yes, right. Yes, like, <laughs> like it's so. I like, mean, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. That that was related to the stock drop. Like, and I, I mean, get I get that. we could like align it to that, right? But, but Credit Suisse also dropped their rating the same day, so that could have right. been like their whatever. They're like, what do they call it? Uh, it's not rating; it's how much it's worth. Sorry, valuation. Valuation. Yes. yes. So they remember dropped- when elevator stock crashed after a penny almost fell down the shaft in Good Times. No, oh, I remember no. that. No, I no, I do not. I remember when she fell down the shaft. I don't remember anything happening from it though. I just remember that. No, I was just I was being facetious. <laughs> John fell right oh, into that trap. Sorry, I fell right. I fell down that shaft. You did. Too. You did. The door opened. You went right down. <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, I just I just couldn't. I mean, Peloton's been up and down. They've been up and down. And we know that we're in an environment where things are kind of iffy. And then you have that downgrade. Uh, I just thought I didn't relate them, <laughs> but I get why you could use that as an excuse. Well, I it, get it. it didn't it didn't help that all of the articles started saying that because whether whether it was true or not. There was a correlation, maybe not a causation, but a correlation. Right. And, and it, right. I think certainly the appearance was there's this storyline on Sex in the City and then the stock drop. So whether it's true or not, that certainly, right. I think, was the perception for a lot of people. It, it, yeah, definitely. Right. And I get how the, you know, this kind of narrative of you got your bike and it's in this scene 
and he's like, you know, holding his chest after taking a ride and your bike's in the scene. I, I get how that's probably not the storyline you want to be presenting. That's probably not how you want to be selling your product. And it maybe it could like hurt you in some ways. I just didn't think that drop that day was related. That next day was related to that. Yeah. And and so the articles were saying it dropped 11 percent the first day and another 5 percent the next day. So that's that's where right. we were left at. Right. So then Peloton comes back with their first response and their first response was via one of their medical community. What do they call those guys? I have no words today. So if somebody... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the, the name. The council. I don't the remember council. the name. The council. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember the name, but I got you. But they do. They they say that it's based on his lifestyle, right? They that do. Big, they big, do. If you watch the show, you would know that in season six... Big had a heart attack. He had an angioplasty, and he's a big drinker. And, and he does and smoke a cigar he right before cigars. he gets. He smokes cigars right. before he, likes, he gets on the bike. Which he, who does that? Yeah, I mean they call him Mr. Big for two reasons. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, but they do. It's Sex in the City. <laughs> I know, like right, or Sex and the City, and uh, they call him Mr. Big for the obvious reason. And then they also called him Mr. Big because he was he was a big shot and he lived a big lifestyle and he had limos and lots of money and he would have big steaks and wine and bourbon and smoke cigars and he was kind of your quintessential new york city big shot they even they even refer to his uh nitroglycerin at one point during the reboot that they she talks about his nitroglycerin so they were setting you up for that that like right (laughs) he has this pill he has this pill that carrie's not gonna use FYI. Well, nitroglycerin <laughs> doesn't actually stop or prevent heart attacks. It's really something you take to stop chest pain. So if you have a heart condition, the nitroglycerin tablets are really more for uh, reducing the pain, not actually stopping or preventing the heart attack. Uh, I don't know that that's actually I mean, one true. of the articles that that you sent me. There's a doctor that's literally saying. That. Oh, well, I only that my- article. I, I love that article, by the way. I've never read so much about the medical history and possibilities of survival of a fictional fictitious character, character in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only reason I was hesitating on that, sorry, Tom, I don't read all the articles I send you. No, I, I is, don't even uh, read all the ones you send me either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason I was I was cautious about that is because they keep nitroglycerin in such a very very protected area of the pharmacy. I did work right. I did work in a pharmacy for a few years. Because it's explosive. I, <laughs> no, but they they say that like it's super dangerous to be using. Like you don't want the wrong person oh. to be using that. So gotcha. I I just assumed it actually had an effect on the heart or it wouldn't be that dangerous. Well, but. I am obviously not a medical professional. <laughs> All I know is what I read in an article you sent me 40 minutes ago. But like <laughs> the doctor in that article was like, that's not really what nitroglycerin does. Oh, it's okay. more about reducing pain if, if you have a persistent well she still could have done chest compressions tom she still could have done that she could have done something and the, and, the <laughs> and that's what that doc said in yeah. that article you talk about the doc was like it was her fault <laughs> yes <laughs> which completely cracked me up when i read that line like we're talking about a dude that don't really exist <laughs> she could have um, saved him <laughs> the doctor said an actual doctor said yeah, the doctor was like, yeah, I don't know what the hell she was doing. Like, she should have called 911. Like, you call 911. That's what you do. You yeah. don't stare at him for 10 seconds. Yeah, and it was right. the longest 10 seconds of my life. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's so long. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
but so, uh um it- but anyway so people watching our youtube channel and there's the the cardiologist that says <laughs> like yeah you call 911 yeah yeah Carrie. Like, when in right. doubt call 911 yeah just right? period like, why would you air just, like just do that don't err on the side of a romantic gaze <laughs> err on the side of saving his life but from a show writing standpoint dude had to go because she had to have sex it's sex in the city so she can't be hey. out getting hey. Lots of different Me. partners if she yeah, right. has Look, this guy at home. Nobody's right. watching Sex in the no. City to watch her a, happy marriage. A 60 year old married couple yeah. do it once a week. Like they're that's, not, you know, that's, they're not. No, that's so that's I, not what that's not what good TV is made of, which is why so many people were irritated that so many people had an yeah. issue with this whole thing to begin with. Checking out the competition. So <laughs> the competitors. Uh, oh man! So let's the start with, were hilarious. with Jennifer Jacobs. If only Mr. Big would have taken my endurance ride. Okay, this one. I mean, they all. I, I, John. I know. I know. You're saying that they cracked you up, and good on you. But this really upset me. She was friends with Howie. This was bigger than that in the community. I don't understand how you can say something like that. I, I, that... I think Jennifer Jacobs came. That one came after those others. It did. It was the it, last one. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily the have one. them in sequence. So <laughs> I kind of saw Jen's as as more opportunistic. Like this, yeah, this aligns with what's happening in my industry. Let me align with what how the other players are. But kinda, I, will, so I, will I also, didn't really. I will also say none of these people seem to get much traction with their snark. Right? She has no. 157 likes it's on this. Really, not that many. Like, it's really yeah. not. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I got more likes on my picture of me and Mike Nesmith the day he died. So, like <laughs> that, yeah. like that. I for somebody who's a social media influencer to get 157 likes on something like it seems like it should be should be better than that. So the next, I think that's a part of it though as well is because I think that at the time that Jen posted it, I think people had already seen that. You know, three or four times. Okay, but then but I think Hydro, that was another reason she didn't get the track. Here's Hydro's, and these are keep in mind these are you know, four or five days old. These tweets at this point, uh, Hydro, and just like that, another reason to buy a Hydro, which has fifty nine likes. Yeah, which, not not many. Yeah, not which not many for somebody for for when you're capitalizing on a really hot topic, you would think that that would be getting more engagement. And I think the thing that really irritated me about these is that. One, we all know that exercise is going to make you less likely to have health issues. So whatever lifestyle he lived that might have led to this, if anything, the Peloton was was kicking that can down the road. Right. He would have died or had a heart attack earlier had he not been on the Peloton. But two, if the exertion did ha- play any sort of a role, well, you can just as easily get your heart rate up on the hydro. I mean, that's... That's, that's that's just it. Cardio's cardio. Right. You're going to get your heart rate right up, whatever. Yeah. It had nothing to do with what he was on or wasn't on. Yeah. And, and the that, visual of this one is hilarious. They're doing the high five, but they have 59 <laughs> likes. It's like telling a joke at a family reunion and nobody laughs. Like well, that's, whole, that's the visual I get from that one. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Agree. And then I don't. We don't seem to have the Soul Cycle tweet. But oh, that's too bad. But Soul Cycle had tweeted. <laughs> Uh, we couldn't help but wonder. Maybe Mr. Big should have gone to Soul Cycle and said, "And, <laughs> and look at your the tweet. first one, right? <laughs> and look at your tweet right there at the top." <laughs> my, my tweet is uh, also Soul Cycle. Man, remember when cool shows wanted to associate themselves with our brand? And and then I have George Costanza from Seinfeld looking out wistfully at the ocean. <laughs> Nessie, that's funny. Yeah. And for comparison, their tweet has 255 likes. My subtweet has 32. Yeah. So, like, so. That's, that, that's pretty solid considering I'm in the thread. Yeah. And also, like, I'm talking to people that are following Soul Cycle, right? And, like, they're like, yeah, Soul Cycle. And if you read the thread, Soul Cycle is getting lit up. Yeah. And I bet. And, and you know, and there's also the I issue bet. when it comes to Soul Cycle, which is like, you know, they have found themselves in similar positions. I mean, they had yeah. a soul cycle rider die from bacterial meningitis. They did not cause it. Right. But but they, nobody jumped on but, them and made it sound like they did something. Like they, and but also right. like that person potentially exposed like 300 other people in soul cycle. To bacterial yeah. meningitis to where it's and they let me let me be clear i know this for a fact i don't i can't put it out there who told me or where i got the information but soul cycle has had people die in their classroom yeah. on their bike and so for them to call out peloton when they know that first of all it's rude to their employees the people that that, that have actually had that happen it's very callous right. to them and and mm-hmm. then the people that it's happened to it's callous to them as well i realize that we're talking about a fictional character but are we because it could happen to anybody and again it's still cardio it could have happened anywhere anytime i saw a lot of the ad a lot of those tweets and messages post this as um, a little odd in that i thought peloton has you know that showcases their lead lead in the space that they would be presented in a show like you know, Sex in the City. I mean, Sex in the City is all about opulence, right? Like, I mean, she's right. she's the whole show is her lusting after fifteen hundred dollars pairs of shoes and two thousand right. dollar purses. And Big is is this? I I don't know. I don't remember what he did. Real estate, maybe, but like he had money out the wazoo. Like, I mean, everything right. about Sex in the City is high end New York Manhattan. Right. And then you so you then you present the bike in that setting with that kind of background. I just it's a win. It's a win. So (laughs) when I see those kind of shots coming in, it kind of feels like uh, you ever see Harlem Nights where like there's this scene with Arsenio Hall and they're like shooting at the guys in a broken window and everybody is like machine guns. And there's the one guy that goes. Like he has like a, a single shooter. Yeah. Like that's what that feels like. It's like Peloton's got the machine gun and then here comes Soul Cycle with the. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. It was just now Orange Theory had a tweet. You posted it, John. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was. That's why we like having the coach in the room with us. That's right. And I was and I and I thought I was or- the only one that probably had like some. I, I guess you could relevant. I would relevant. Yeah, like <laughs> like it wasn't necessarily the funniest like zinger in right. the world, but it's the only thing, the only competitor who I saw differentiate their product, right? And say right. if you're exercising in a room full of people and this happens to you, you have the safety net of a room full of right. people. And so like it's still right. 
I'm they're not piling on, but okay. It, they're piling on, and it's also like it, this is not something. With all due respect to Howie, that was an awful story. It's not something that's right. going to happen with a great deal of frequency. Not so frequent that you should completely change how you exercise. Right. Like right, it's just not a frequent occurrence, and so. Right. And there are things you can do if you're concerned about it that you could get a, the medical or bracelet or what have you. So, but at least Orange Theory was differentiating their product instead of just saying something crappy when the same thing could have happened on a Soul Cycle right. or a Hydro or what have you. They were like, "Hey, you'd at least have had people around with us." And I agree with yeah, that right. take on it. I do. And and you know who did not weigh in? You know who did not yes. pile on? You know who did not go to that low tacky place? Tonal. Tonal. Tonal did oh, not oh, say I thought you were about to say echelon. No, if they did, nobody would have seen it. John. Nobody. See, <laughs> let's let's not give echelon too much credit. So echelon didn't tweet because they they only have basic cable. So oh, oh, okay. they, yeah, they don't. They're, they didn't they're, even see the show. Their parents won't let them get the movie packages, right? So they they just get the basic. So, but no. um, like I get that we have like we had like an, uh, an experience, an incident yeah. that just happened within the Peloton community. So there's a there's like there's the touchy nature to then all of a Very sudden you much. see kind yeah. of a, a similar scenario kind of play out. So I get that, uh, and I was talking to a bunch of people in my group, and and you know people were coming at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like the people that knew Cowie, of course, had that perspective. Sure. Right. Then there were others that were just like, wait a minute, this is just good press. Press right. is press. Right. All, you know, and then there were others that were like really fans of Peloton and of Sex in the City. And then they were like torn. They didn't like seeing the bike <laughs> in a the scene that's like that. Right. Like, it, yeah. it was wild listening to the different perspectives. It's like the crock pot on This Is Us. It is totally the crock pot <laughs> yeah. on This Is Us. Except the difference there is the crock pot was faulty. Yeah. Right? Like the crock pot. The crock pot did something wrong. Spoiler alert for This Is Us fans. Whoops. <laughs> but the crock pot was faulty, right? It, there was a short right. in it, and that's what caused the fire. There's nothing wrong with the Peloton. Right. Like the Peloton right. didn't do anything other than what a Peloton is supposed to do. No, what the faulty thing was his heart. I right. mean, and the lifestyle choices that that character yes, had, yes. had made right. had had exacerbated that. So, I mean, we all make unhealthy lifestyle choices at some point. Like I'm not trying to like it's a fictional right. guy, but I'm not trying to be like if you got a heart attack, you deserve it. But No, 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 no. But like it certainly, like I said, exacerbated that. So Peloton celebrity sightings. So then Peloton <laughs> teams up with Ryan Reynolds for their official response after what that two three smart. days two days of silence of, of relative silence and and just having the internet just have a field day with them that out of nowhere Ryan <sighs> Reynolds tweets out a produced video with Christopher Noth who plays Mr. Big. And right. Jess King, who in all this, people kind of got, she was probably like, I'm going to be on Sex and the City and is what everybody's going to be talking about. And then nobody was and talking nobody about it. And then nobody talked about it. <laughs> but um, but, uh, what, what I found like complete, incredibly fascinating about this is that Ryan Reynolds had been pitching a product of his from right. his company. Because he owns his, his own marketing creative company. Out of a ser- creative as a service product. And he had just talked to Peloton on December 2nd. Yeah. I don't know if they subscribe to that product, but... 
but they do this now. This was the perfect situation for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether they did on that day or not, they do now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So right. the the question. They do now. But yeah, and and so yeah, he has a, a marketing company. This, this was this was art, man. This, yeah. this this commercial was the best. He has he has right. a marketing company. He's actually a big fan of of marketing. He in, he enjoys right. that. What kind of weirdo is into marketing? I don't know. But um, <laughs> and he certainly enjoys the creative aspect of marketing of not just like writing a Tide right. commercial saying it cleans your shirts, but figuring out a way to do something in ways that are funny and creative and different. And so yeah. I guess, yeah, it's going to his company is trying to come up with like you just I, like a subscription service. You pay a monthly fee instead of paying project by project. And then when you need something, right. they just kind of you reach out and they just do it for you. So, well, he just proved his worth. Absolutely. That's what I was wondering. Like, did Peloton subscribe on the second or no. did they subscribe on the on the eighth? See, I don't think I don't think it matters because if they were talking to him, they were considering it, right? And right, then right. and then this occurred, and then they were like, "Oh, now I see it. Now, now I get it. Now oh. we get the reasoning right. why you would have something like right. This. Whether they whether they signed. Right. I mean, I I would think it's hard to believe that because Dara and Ryan Reynolds talked for the very first time on December first. So I right. I find it hard to believe that on the second they signed up for it just because when has Peloton ever moved quickly? There you go. Where's our rower? Can, <laughs> right. Does Ryan Reynolds have a, a rowing producing <laughs> service that they could subscribe to? <laughs> so, but this has led lots of conspiracy theories afoot. It has. It has. As I mean, to whether or not Peloton was in on this the whole time, and so I would say no. Well, I mean, they've come out and cleared the air. The answer yeah. was no. Yeah, yeah I because. Mean, just, oh yeah, I was hard on the. I was hard in the camp of this had to have been planned. I know yeah, you were, said, and I was like, "No, John, no." I, I was like, no. Logistically speaking, if that was the case, one, they wouldn't have let sat there and let their stock shit the bed right. two days in a row. Right? They wouldn't have filmed the the response spot on a Saturday and released it on a Sunday. Correct. They would have had right. it in the can and ready to go. But I I am starting to wonder. Because we had talked throughout the week about, you know, somebody messed up by not getting script approval. And I'm honestly starting to wonder if that's not true. Like, I am starting to wonder if maybe they did get script approval and they just didn't envision people losing their shit like this. I don't especially, know. Especially, well, hang on, in the second episode, <laughs> they flat out say... Hey, this Peloton didn't kill him. Right. He had a heart condition. This is not anything Peloton caused. So I almost wonder if they saw those scripts. They know that I believe those two episodes dropped back to back. Mm. And so they thought, well, this will get addressed and it won't be a big deal. But then it ended up being a big deal anyway. The reason I don't think that is true is because one of the billions of articles I read, Mm -hmm. Dara was quoted as saying that she they did not have an agreement for uh, their product placement. There was no agreement in place. Okay. So that's why I don't think that is true. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's, and that's the only reason that uh, that I have to not believe that either is that, yeah, the immediate response and the article I read immediately after didn't include like who made the statement, but it was it just said a representative from Peloton is stating that- um, They had no idea. They, they, they hadn't read- they weren't given approval to, to to read how the product was going to be placed. Yeah, you're so right. That's why I I just assume they just didn't know. Gotcha. Which yeah. which is where my question was. So that's why I you know I was I was 
questioning all of this. I kept thinking, how do you not know? I mean, they could be using your product for anything. This could end up being really, really bad. Like, you know, I, I think that, you know, Tom and I've talked a lot about this this week and, and he keeps saying that's that's part of being young, right? Like a young company. I mean, yeah, at the right. end of the day, Peloton's only been around for eight years. That's not that long. Right. And, you, you know, and it's not it's not like a small group of people overseeing yeah. all of the decisions anymore. This is. They have a lot of people that are are leadership and they have a lot of people under those people making decisions because you delegate. That's what a good leader does. And so. Right. And and the same parts of your company that slow you down and make you sluggish are the same parts of your company that protect you from moments like this. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of have a foot in both worlds at this moment in that they're still younger and more streamlined than a lot of companies. But. They're also starting to bloat. And right now, I feel like they're almost in a position where it's kind of the worst of both worlds. Right. That but that's where I was in this place of it's either, you know, what we've just talked about, where they just didn't quite catch that. And because they didn't have access to the script, then you know, this happens or it's all planned. So I was doing like this and sure I sided with it's all planned, but I was all in that camp. I was, all, I was like, no, it's all planned. Especially since it, you know, you remember 2019 when the whole Peloton wife gift. Yes. Yes. Came out. It was the first week of December as well. Right. It's like, it's like, that's you know, so funny you say that because to almost to the date. Do you remember released, that right? uh, that actress's name was Monica Ruiz? We had her on the show, uh, and so right. we follow each other on Instagram. And she was so funny because uh, she she was like. <laughs> She loved whenever I uh, I put the the ad out there that Ryan made, Ryan Reynolds' group made, and I was like, right. should we make this an annual tradition? She was like, only if Ryan Reynolds is the one doing the ad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a key ingredient. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, because yeah, the ad was genius. It yeah, was. It was, but they can't yeah, have they can't awesome. use Ryan Reynolds every time there's a controversy, no, right? No. Like it's. The yeah. only reason this worked is because the other one had been so funny last time. Right. Like th- th- that yeah. well, the- <laughs> and the other one wasn't really a Peloton response. It was him responding from his gin ad. Yeah, it was an <laughs> ad for his aviator gin. And so it was really him just kind of piggybacking a hot story. But um, right. uh, and then also his his wife, uh, Blake Lively, had a funny tweet in the middle of all this. <laughs> to my mister who always goes big all caps or goes home and then i love you so much but not as much as peloton loves you yeah. <laughs> uh, so a couple of key <laughs> things true. about this she sent him cupcakes from magnolia bakery which my understanding is is carrie's favorite bakery in the show so that was one two she signs it serena bradshaw which apparently was a nod to Carrie's character and her own character playing Serena in whatever show. Uh-huh. So there was yeah. like a whole lot going on here. She did spell Peloton gotcha. wrong, but we're going to let that slide. <laughs> let that go. That's all right. Okay. We'll, we'll let her get away with it. We will. Yes. So, of course, there can't be a Peloton controversy without somebody asking if they can sue. Um, <laughs> New York Times wrote an article, which I can't see because it's behind a paywall, about whether or not peloton could sue hbo and the creators of are you not going to use a another sweeper who's suing who oh yeah that's i totally (laughs) forgot peloton in court who's suing peloton now there we go thank you um (laughs) that's five that's so uh (laughs) and it 
sound like if they wanted to that there was maybe a case. So we had talked off air about what are the rules about using a product and when can you get in trouble? You know, do you have to have the rights to use a product? Do you not have to have the rights? And and from reading the article, because I read it before, I, I guess I clicked on it too many times and now I can't read it. But the tone of it seemed to, to my the best of my understanding was that you don't have to get permission to use a product as long as you're using the product in the manner it was intended and you're not basically like disparaging the brand or making some sort of inflammatory claim about it. So if you show someone drinking a can of Coke, that's appropriate. If you show someone, you know, ramming a can of Coke down somebody's throat, well, then you might need to get Coke's permission. So or if you show that the Coke is poison and it killed him and like then you could get in trouble. But that makes um, sense. Yeah. But also, like the show says that the Peloton didn't kill him. So I don't necessarily agree with the, the tone of the article for whatever. And, and I don't either. And I don't, I don't think either. they were ever... Also, even okay. if they could, I mean, the Would dialogue they? that was generated off of this, <laughs> all the different posts. I mean, I created two parodies from this. <laughs> which, I mean, yeah. I mean which were hilarious, was... by the way. <laughs> I mean, to me, it was just, it's just so much, you know, it, to me, it turned out all positive. From a Peloton perspective, I would think. Okay, I, mean, I feel that way after. I'm good with the positive after they came up with their response, the the yeah. new ad. I I would not have. I, I wasn't there until that happened. Right. I, I'm still yeah. I'm still processing. They they definitely <laughs> turned it around, they and I, I know people. Yeah. I saw someone, and I replied to them uh, on in your group, John, that were like, "Well, this didn't yeah. sell any bikes." This this <laughs> response ad, and I'm like, "Well, it's not about selling bikes. It's about changing the narrative." And and, and they yeah. did that. The narrative was all they about that. Mr. Big got killed by a Peloton. And that's not an accurate description. And they reversed that story. So good for them. Absolutely. Right. And, and the uh, and we should finally say before we move on that the story made it all the way <laughs> to, to Canada. Canada. <laughs> oh, yes. CP24, awesome. <laughs> which is a Canadian news network. And from what I can gather, a pretty big one. And they invited none other than Clip Out Crystal onto the show. To talk about they didn't need that other person. I don't know why the person other person was there. I was just listening for Crystal. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I appreciate your support. She approached it from, you know, a stock market perspective, but uh, it was clear. It's clear she's not she doesn't follow the way we follow. She doesn't know right. all the things we know about Peloton. So that's right. that's OK. That's OK. Yeah. Uh, I was I was honored to be asked and um, so excited and also so nervous. This was live television. Totally. Do you have any idea how incredibly scared I was, John? She so kept, scared. She kept trying to get me to do it. I did. <laughs> I thought you did awesome. Again, did like, I, I'm not sure who the other person was there. I know it was a stock based person and, and they were they had a, a position based on the markets that I didn't really agree with. But you, the what I thought you telling the story and kind of aligning to what was going on in the community and, and what we kind of were feeling about it, kind of the, the, the what was go, the messaging going on relative to it. I thought you did. You I thought you killed. Them. Well, thank you. Thank you. And and she's for their business analyst at a sister station, I believe. So. Yeah, business correspondent. Right. So yeah. uh, it's another station there in Canada. But actually, 
I have to say that I was so surprised because the person who asked us to do this was one of our listeners yeah. that listens in Canada every week. So thank you for really? listening. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. So she's <laughs> she's um she gets to hear all of our funny quips that we do <laughs> and all of our tickety talk. Oh, that's talk. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's she's pretty cool. Presumably yeah. listening right now. <laughs> it's like inception for her. She listens to the show and she talks to the show and the show talks about her listening to the show. And next week we'll talk about that. And I don't know if it's okay to say her name, so I'm not doing yeah. that. But but uh, yeah, it was well, like I said, I was very really honored cool. to to be asked. Yeah. So it was cool. I thought it it went really well. Thank I, you. I thought that was really cool. Thank you. But, That's awesome. But uh, but there's all of our Sex in the City stuff. So I guess what do we get up to? Five of our fancy pants sweepers. <laughs> yeah, we got up to that? five. And then do you want to do you want to leave off with Peloton's tweet about <laughs> about getting your workout in? I thought this was a good way to continue the positive narrative. Peloton did good. So I love this. If we can put that spot together in 48 hours, you can do your workout today. I love this yeah. for two reasons, because one, it says, hey, we didn't plan this ahead of time. Yeah. So it, right. sh- it shut that narrative down. But also, right. it's a good reminder, like hard things happen. We all deal with hard things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I, I want to know harder things how... than this happen to people, for sure. This, this is just some <laughs> bad news stories that ultimately didn't really hurt anyone. But uh, right. but yes. What just... were you going to say, John? I want to know how many subscriptions to his service Ryan Reynolds has received since that happened. I agree. You know, you need to (laughs) add that to your list of things that you watch with the little growth and all that, because I bet it went. Well, I got to think that. I want to know that. But I got to think that subscription is probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, don't you? I mean, to have a. An ad agency of that caliber. Okay, but look what he just did for Peloton. Oh, absolutely. But I'm, just I'm just saying yeah. large businesses. Yeah. I bet you. Yeah. There's a finite number. If he yeah. signed up two, then that's a then that's a coup at, okay, at well, those that, price I points. get your point. Yeah. 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 Good point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. So you, you mean to tell me we're not going to be seeing an Echelon Ryan Reynolds commercial next week? I don't think they can afford it. Uh, no. And my guess is, my guess is an agency of that caliber offers exclusivity. So oh, they're only yeah. taking yeah, one in each true. product category. That's, I mean, that's probably true. Yeah. That would be smart. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, there is your Sex in the City recap. It was a lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, thank you, John, for joining us for that very lengthy discussion. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook in my Run, Lift, and Live grouper page. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run, Lift, and Live. <laughs> or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Cool. Talk to you guys later. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. 
I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of Zoom tube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She also has a long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. So good to have you here. We need your advice. Um, I think that you are probably familiar with the death that the community has been experiencing, you know, with with Howie Godnick um, recently passing away. And then and then I know that we've touched base on the fact that it kind of got mirrored in pop culture by the recent Sex in the City episode where Mr. Big takes a ride and then he passes away shortly afterwards. So we were wondering what kind of advice that we could that you could give people to kind of help them process. What do you do when pop culture does something that's so close to you? It feels so personal. Well, first of all, I want to send my deepest condolences to Howard's family, to his friends, I took Jen Sherman's ride where she talked about him and was moved to tears. He sounded like the most amazing human being. I was so inspired. I went and watched his TED Talk and just felt such a sense of loss that the world is not as good of a place without this wonderful man in it. So first of all, I I need to say that. Secondly, when you have a situation where pop culture mirrors a loss that you've gone through or a trauma or a tragedy, it is really a great opportunity to use that to help you with your grief process. And at the same time, it's important to be able to pay attention to, are you even ready for it? For example, my best friend lost her husband to a heart attack after exercising at a gym. And I reached out to her and said, hey, I don't wanna do a spoiler alert, but 
I don't think you, you may not want to watch this. You may want to get some more information before you make a decision. She wrote back to me and said, thank you so much. I, thank you for thinking of me. I am aware of that. And I'm going to wait till the whole season plays out to make a more informed decision about what I want to do. So you need to respect your process. You need to respect whether you feel ready for something like that and feel like, hey, this is going to help me process my grief or if it feels too fresh and too traumatic. But one of the things for people to keep in mind is that we typically go through all the stages of grief and loss. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talked a lot about this at denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And be prepared to go through those stages and understand we don't graduate from one before we move on to the other. Sometimes we can go back and forth between two different phases. You can be angry and then an hour later you can be sad. Then you can go back to anger. We don't graduate and then never go back to any of these, but it's a very normal part of our process. Yeah, it has to be difficult if you have had a traumatic event when it's in pop culture, because typically traumatic events are surprises in a narrative whether it's a a book or a movie or a tv show so a lot of times it's like you would enter into this world completely unsuspecting that you're going to have that foisted upon you definitely yeah for the early watchers of and just like that the sex in the city new season it, it was probably super shocking Most people I have spoken to in my private practice of my friends in the Peloton community had gotten wind of it before they tuned in, which in a lot of ways, it sucks in terms of having the storyline ruined, but it, it can be very helpful if that's something that you are struggling with right now. Yeah, I remember I, you know, I make a lot of jokes about my ex-wife, but she was on a camping trip where a small child was accidentally killed. And yeah, I mean, and it was rough and, and again, complete accident. I'm not a fan of my ex-wife, but nothing negligent had occurred. And when she would see something like that in, in a movie or TV show for years, I mean, it would just be like, she was down for a day, a day, two days. And which I totally understood. And so it was, it was difficult sometimes to navigate watching a movie or TV show. I would get into the habit of like, before we would watch a movie that I was unfamiliar with, I would like go and read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia if I could just to like yes to this no to this or like yes but asterisk (laughs) so it's you know it can be difficult to navigate absolutely and and there's some traumas that we have to kind of work through and there's more of a sense of completion than others and there are others that we are coping with for the rest of our lives and especially traumas that happen to us when we are younger or losses that happen when we are younger, because we have these milestone events that occur. If you've, for example, lost a parent, it's you grieve one way when you're a child, you grieve a different way when you're an adolescent, you grieve a different way when you're in your 20s. And then also all of these different milestone events, walking, walking down the aisle, you know, your graduation, your first job interview, all these things that you would have shared with that parent otherwise become these milestone events where grief can come back up. And a lot of the time people are surprised when that happens, but it's a very normal part of the process. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I feel like it depends on the day. I mean, my sister had passed away suddenly when I was 13 and it was kind of this 
whole mysterious thing, which I, I don't want to get into. But my point being that, like, when we watch certain shows, it's like most of the time I'm OK. And then every once in a while, it's just like the tears start flowing and I'm like reprocessing everything all over again. And it, it, there's no rhyme or reason to when it's going to happen. It just does. And I think it's important to use those tragic moments when that gets triggered as an opportunity to, to process it because grief processing grief is a lifelong process. And, and Crystal, I'm so sorry that you went through that and that your whole family went through that. And that's one of those things that again, you're going to experience at different events throughout your life. And you're going to process that differently at 20 than at 50 or 70 or 90. And it's, it's something that is, again, it's, you don't complete it. You just continue to grieve it. And it, I'm sure you, in your experience, it haunts you less over time, but it's always there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. And thank you so much for joining us this week and, and giving us some tips on how to contend with things like that. Until next week, where can people find you? You can always find me on social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man, especially on Instagram where I post all of my Peloton accounts. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. New features. So the Strive score is now available via the Peloton app. Yeah. So now it just automatically calculates based on. So like I was wearing my Apple watch. I went to go do a yoga. It automatically when I was done gave me my Strive score at the end. So I didn't see it like calculating on the screen, but I wasn't I wasn't looking at my iPad. I was looking at TV because I was doing airplay. So it's a little bit different than it was before, but it's like still gives you all the information you need. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's nice to see that it's going to be in uh, in both versions. Absolutely. Peloton in the news. <laughs> so Peloton uh, took some heat this week over a, uh, a, a party that was thrown by John Foley. Yeah, and I just want to say I'm I'm laughing because as the screen came up in front of me, I just started shaking my head, which made me laugh because I yeah. saw myself shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't laughing at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's break this down. Okay. It's saying that um, the, the title says the CEO of Peloton apologizes for causing frustration and angst among employees after throwing a lavish holiday party on the same day as the stock plunged 11%. But... That's really not the issue, to be honest. It wasn't about the stock. It's about the fact that they're on a hiring freeze. It's about the fact that they cut all holiday parties and um, and don't forget, they had just cut all the the pay for all the people, the commission for all the people in the stores, which is cutting pay. It is. But I just I know somebody will. Yeah. Be pedantic. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so it's those things. And then having a very, very swanky party uh, at the Plaza in New York City. And I think the other issue is that not it was paid for by the Foley. So, like, let me be clear. It wasn't an official. This is not a Peloton. It's not an official Peloton event. Yeah. Yeah. But I think where the angst is coming from is that, well, a couple of things. One, not all the employees were 
invited, obviously. Right. But several of the instructors were invited and it kind of felt it came across as elitist, especially because all of the instructors that did go, or at least it seems that all the instructors that did go posted a ton yeah. of pictures, a ton. Because it's what they do. It is what right? they do. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and they were beautiful. They were dressed up and it was like really fancy. And, and I'm sure they felt like a million bucks and they wanted to share it because they made great pictures. Like, let's be clear. They were beautiful pictures. Right. But I think that there were hurt feelings. I feel like this article is its own kind of tone deaf, right? Where it's like, oh, they had this big lavish party. Oh, oh, no. On the same day that the stock plunge when it's like it's not the stock that it's not the stockholders that are suffering. Right. Like, it's yeah. by and large, like, yeah, most people, if you if you can invest on, in individual stocks, you're probably doing OK. It's the people on the front lines the Peloton employees that are watching this play out. Now, I I would also like to say in a mild defense of this party that my guess is it was probably planned when Peloton was riding high. Absolutely. Way before all this. So it's not like you can be like, oh, we had a bad day at the stock market. So let's cancel this event. And just he just still spent all the money. I think that what would have made this easier for people is if it just hadn't been all over social media yeah like if they had just gone to their party big deal you know yeah. they went to a party but the fact that phones down people yeah, yeah i mean because because again not all of the instructors even could come because not all of them live in new york not right. all of them were in new york and i don't even know if they were all would have been invited anyway because you had to be vaxxed you had to be you know you had to be on their personal guest list is right. my point but because some instructors were invited and not all of the employees it just came across as you don't you know that you don't care about the rest of the people right and honestly we've met john i don't think that's where his no. heart was i just I think that he was in his mind doing a nice thing for right. people that he loved because he couldn't he couldn't do the big company party this year. Yeah. And so he was he was and, doing a different thing. And anytime you throw a party, you draw the line somewhere. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you we've all seen a house party. We know what happens. Right. Right. Yeah. It gets out of hand. Absolutely. But um, it did come across as unfortunately tone deaf and it came across as not hearing their employees. And my understanding is that uh, this was this issue was raised in a Slack channel, a company Slack channel. And that's why he apologized. And then uh, and then he apologized, but he did it the day before a company meeting, uh, which also upset some people because they felt like he avoided having to say it to their faces. Gotcha. He sent an email instead, instead of talking to them. Uh, so that further upset people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Peloton's having a rough year. Like that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first half was solid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And they're, they're, they're fiscal year. They're, okay. they're having a rough fiscal year. Yes. <laughs> it's not not going great. So uh, there was also an article uh, from CNBC, Peloton CEO John Foley touts product pipeline and company refutes report that it's halting development. So we were starting to see some stories circulate that they had canceled all product development for 2022, which is so weird. DigiTimes of all things like they had some kind like they acted like they had some kind of like in on this. Right. And I don't know. It came out of nowhere to me. Certainly none of the rumblings I have heard have indicated this is the exact like saying that the company stopped their product line is not anything I have heard. Right. Not, not even the slightest rumble. So I don't know where this came from or where they got this information. But John Foley came out and said, not true. And he said it just like that with the clap and all. He did the clap. Back. He did the clap back. I'm just kidding. 
He said it in a tweet. A clap tweet. <laughs> the uh, New York Post had a, a nice article. We talked about Howie Godnick. I think at this point people are aware of, of the situation and he passed away last week. He was a very well-known. Two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago, sorry. A very well-known member of the Peloton community, uh, enough so that John Foley wrote a nice letter about him and his passing. Uh, the New York Post had a very nice article about all the memorial rides and things surrounding his passing. They did. It was a beautiful article, beautiful tribute to uh, Howie. Well-deserved. Okay. How about some positive Peloton <laughs> coverage? Okay. So business insider has uh, 25 large companies that are rated highly for their company culture and coming in at number 13, I believe it was, was Peloton or is Peloton. It was it was number 13. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was really cute because I saw that Jill Foley tweeted it and was like, I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they've had uh, some rough goings in the press as of late. So, yes, I would cling to that as well. Yeah. And and John Foley tweeted about it as well. And he also, you know, talked about how wonderful his employees are. You know, I, I do believe his heart is in the right place. And he 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 means that. Yes. Yahoo had an interesting article. Peloton is betting big on music for its connected fitness offerings. And I mean, yeah, that's been kind of their M.O. from day one. I don't know if this is breaking news. I I don't uh, either. I didn't think it was. But I guess they're just highlighting the fact that they have these agreements with Usher and Beyonce and things like that. And I, I guess... I don't know. Maybe somebody over there just noticed. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was odd just in terms of like you. I feel like you could have written an article like this at pretty much any point in the evolution of Peloton. But I do think it's one of the things that really differentiates them from their competitors, which is how much they value the music as part of the overall experience. Absolutely. And spend the money to get it. And then finally, Self Magazine had... The nine best smart treadmills, according to running experts and coming in at number one was the Peloton tread, which is amazing. Yes. And it, it, it belongs there. I have to say, though, I had no idea there were any other smart treadmills out there, let alone nine. Yeah. I, I, and I didn't really drill I didn't down on this. I think these days they're probably all technically smart treadmills in so much that they can connect to the internet and they can stream video oh. and they might not have the content. I was like, okay, so we have a different, we have a different yeah. level of smart. Got it. Precisely. Got it. Clip out. Joining us again via the magic of zoom tube. It's Angelo from MetPro. Hey. Hi. <laughs> so good to have you. Uh, we need some help for one of our community members. We have a question from Stephanie Swan, and she wants to know, what is a good on-the-go breakfast that she could eat during work? Ooh. During work. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, Stephanie, the answer, if you've listened to any of my segments before, is it depends. It depends. <laughs> depends on what you should be eating. So that's going to depend, of course, on your goals. But I think we can safely assume we want a clean breakfast. And so what you're thinking of, I'm reading between the lines here a little bit, is something portable. So the attributes that I look for with like an on-the-go meal, um, like you just described, you can eat at work, are it, it needs to be quick, it needs to be clean, uh, and it needs to not be messy. Mm. That's, that's a key element. So one of the things that you can do in the mornings, I'm presuming you're starting at home so you have access. So a lot of my clients do like to just turn their breakfast into a shake and take that on the go because that is quick. 
Uh, and, and you can do protein powder. You can put Quaker or even steel cut oats right in the blender. You can use a little almond milk. And then depending on how much additional carb you may want, you can add like some banana or you could add some berries. Or if you're trying to cut carbs in the morning, then you could just go with the protein powder and just a little bit of oatmeal for a lower carbohydrate count. Uh, if you want some fats, almond butter, or peanut butter, or you could literally just take a handful of nuts with you and then you have that balanced breakfast. Other things that client do, clients do uh, is they can make up really conveniently uh, homemade whole wheat English muffins mm. uh, that with some eggs. So you could do like a few egg whites or you could do one whole egg plus an egg white. Throw it on an English muffin and you are good to go. If you want a fat with that, I like avocado, but that you can put in just a little cellophane wrap and take it to go. You can make a few of them in advance and just throw them in the microwave or the oven before you head out. Those are convenient. Depending on the temperature where you're at, you could do uh, dairy, so cottage cheese or yogurt, and just throw some fruit into that and put sprinkle a little nuts on. Now that's quick. But the reason I say depending on temperature is if you're in a hot climate, that's not going to keep without refrigeration. So you'll want to consider that as well. And then last option that's always really just quick, easy, convenient is you can get some really non-messy whole foods. You can go and get a small apple, you can get turkey jerky, and you can get nuts. That's a great combo that we actually use often for mid-morning or mid-afternoon snacks, but it will work for a quick breakfast on the go. So hopefully you'll be able to read in between the lines. Now, some people want a, a bar and you can do that. Generally speaking, I prefer bars for my clients who are actually trying to gain mass, not lose weight. Generally speaking, if it tastes good, it also has a lot of sugar, even if the sugar is from good sources, like more of a fruit-based fructose. So I prefer other whole foods, but if you are going to look for a bar, I'm a big fan of things like RX bars. I'm a big fan of, there are some whole food bars that you can find that are similar to that. But again, usually I veer towards those when I'm trying to get extra calories in my clients, uh, not for cutting phases. So no to Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> no to Pop-Tarts. Pop <laughs> but it says it has a fruit filling. <laughs> Not, not the kind of fruit you're going for. Well, they spell it with two O's, but it still counts, <laughs> right? That's... They're so portable, Angelo. Yeah. No, they are. They really check several of the boxes. <laughs> There's one. There's one big one that they're not checking. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if people want information like this tailored for their own fitness journeys, where can they find you? Please come visit me, metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Instructors in the news. Oh, you thought we were done talking about sex in the city. Surprise. <laughs> this is, I mean, it is sex in the city, but it's kind of adjacent. Just King was featured in a profile and in the New York Post yeah. because of her appearance on Sex in the City. Yeah, and they kind of did a profile on who exactly she is. So right. it was really nice to see some some positive press come out of that for her. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of positive press, Robin Arzan was featured in People magazine. She was. And she was talking about, well, first of all, just a reminder that her new book comes out in January. So she's making a lot of rounds right now. And so uh, she was talking to people about her, um, about motherhood, movement and more. And so they have it was an exclusive and they had lots of new photos of Robin and Athena. Some pretty risque photos. 
Of Robin, of to Robin. be clear. Yeah. And they're loving. They're not, res- yeah. they're, they're like of her without clothes on, but it's like in a loving way like with her baby. like a maternal way, yeah. like you were being tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I was totally, yeah. but again, I know somebody will take it the totally. wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And uh, it's it's neat to see somebody be so strong and also be a mom. Like, it is really cool. <laughs> Checking out the competition. So, I fit the makers of Nordic Track. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, laid off uh, an undisclosed number of employees before the holidays, so I guess that's worse than pay cuts. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's also that has to be frustrating, considering like what a strong year it had been for connected fitness products because of the pandemic, and now it's like one small bump in the road or one small return to normal, and they have to lay people off. Like, what were they doing? And well, that's the interesting thing because yeah. they didn't they didn't disclose the number of people and they haven't disclosed a lot of their numbers, you know, so right. it's it is very interesting because they talked about how great Black Friday was and they had these amazing sales. But then all of a sudden. But yeah, so but not so amazing that you get to keep your job. Yeah. yeah. And 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 some of the uh, employees that worked there were not happy and they were blaming the layoffs on poor management, worker mistreatment struggles with their initial IPO. Their IPO. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure I have a feeling we're going to see more on that. I don't think that's the last article we have seen on that at all. That is my guess as well. You know, if you're looking to incorporate boxing into your workout for 2022, you should give Fight Camp a serious think. You sure should. It's a great way to make 2022 your best year yet. They have thousands of classes with new workouts added each week. You're always going to find something that you love. And you can use filters to explore different workout styles, links, trainers, difficulty levels, and more. You're never going to get bored. And if you are pressed for time, these are quick workouts. They maximize efficiency with high-intensity interval training. And you can get a killer workout in as little as 20 minutes. And if you don't have any boxing experience, Fight Camp has your back. They've created programs specifically designed to teach you the basics of boxing and kickboxing so you can build a strong foundation. Fight Camp comes with all the gear you need to start boxing from home, including a freestanding punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and smart punch trackers. And it takes up less space than you might think. If you have enough room to do a push-up, you got enough room for a fight camp. Now is the best time to get your Fight Camp. Take advantage of their holiday deal going on now. If you purchase this month, you'll get an additional pair of gloves for free. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. To get an additional pair of gloves for free, go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. Joinfightcamp.com slash clip. Past guest update. So we had talked last week in regards to the passing of Howie Godnick that his... His girlfriend. Girlfriend. I couldn't remember exact title. Was working to complete her marathon. She was also a past guest. Yeah. She was doing a marathon in every state. And her final state was Hawaii. And she was set to do it on December 8th. And she plowed ahead, uh, even with everything that she's been contending with, and completed the marathon. She did. And uh, so this was, as you said, her 50th state. And the goal was to have 50 before 50. And she did it. She knew, uh, she said in her post that she knew that Howie would have wanted her to, to finish. Absolutely, he would have. And there's no yes. doubt, none. Nobody was a bigger supporter of Carrie than Howie. So I hope that she knows that we were we were with her in spirit and uh, we were cheering her on from all the way from Missouri. So cool that she was able to finish this amazing accomplishment, especially 
especially with everything going on. And, you know, I think we should also point out that Howie's sons showed up to they support did. her at the, at the the run. Yeah, there's a amazing picture. Uh, I had trouble deciding on just one to show. Sure. But there was a picture of her uh, with both of Howie's sons and uh, just got me right there in the feels. <laughs> So congratulations, congratulations, Carrie. I know Carrie. it's a it's a bittersweet achievement, but it's an achievement nonetheless. So you you should be proud of it. Absolutely. Peloton artist collaboration. We have another new artist collaboration this time featuring Abba. <laughs> I think they pronounce it Abba. Yeah, those Swedes. <laughs> uh, this is going to be epic, like absolutely epic. People yeah. love the Abba. Yeah, they, they do. do. They do. It's going on now, like right this minute. Got so uh, hopefully everyone is having a great time. And uh, I can't wait to take this one. It's gonna so be last week so it was Queen. Fun. This week's it's Dancing Queen. <laughs> there you go. And also we got a tease for the final artist series of the year. It just says dropping... Uh, December 25th and everyone is guessing there uh, are guests the guesses are all over the place yeah. my guess is Taylor Swift I am I am very much putting myself out there I think it is because it's a red box sure it was announced on her birthday I'm feeling like this is Taylor Swift and but. she's doing the full press for the the re-records of her album and so it would not surprise me if she would have worked out a deal like this I know some people guess Mariah Carey because it's Christmas Day and I was like well you don't start playing Mariah Carey on Christmas Day like I feel like that would have been that's that's my take on it too but yeah. somebody did say that um, they took a class with Robin today mm-hmm. and that they got the vibe that it was Mariah and she almost let the cat out of the bag so I, I don't know Interesting. but um, I just don't I don't know why you would start playing Christmas music on Christmas Day. I mean, obviously, Mariah Carey is more than just one Christmas song. Okay, she, that's I fair. Mean, she's one of the best-selling <laughs> female artists of right, all time. You of know, course. But it is odd that that would drop on Christmas Day because she's also obviously very associated with one specific Christmas song. Yes. Uh, and I know it's overplayed and people love to complain about it, but it's overplayed because it's one of the best Christmas songs ever written. Oh, Sorry. you're going to get added. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it is. It's overplayed because it's just that damn good. I honestly love it. I, I, I don't, I I don't mean, care. I, since the day it came out, I was like, because there was this gap when that song came out before it kind of completely took over your Christmas airwaves. And that in that interim, like three or four years before it really kicked in, I remember thinking like, why aren't they playing this like every third song? Because it's like the perfect Christmas song. It was it sounded current and contemporary, but it also sounded classic. Yeah, I, I was just like it's it's a brilliant piece of songwriting. It is, and we shall... pr- and production. It's a brilliant piece of production in terms of how it sounds. I think people forget about that aspect of it. Well, we'll see what it is. Peloton celebrity sightings. So let's talk about an HBO show that's not Sex in the City or and just like that, whatever they're calling it now. People are still calling it Sex in the City, right? Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they have a new show called The Sex Lives of College Girl. Yeah. College Girls. Yeah, it's plural, girls. Because one girl wouldn't be much of a sex life. <laughs> just saying. Hey, but, uh, I don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> let's not, Fair enough. Let's not go there. Like where your head's at. <laughs> That's why I love you. So, uh, but the uh, co-creator and showrunner is a guy by the name of Justin Noble, and he's a Peloton lover and is 
in some of the groups. Yeah. So this was this was on the uh, OPP and yeah. I it really cracked me up because he posted. So while you're all tuning in to watch Peloton scene and sex in the city, maybe stay on that app for a bit and check out the sex lives of college girls. I hear the co-creator and writer showrunner of that show is in this very Facebook group. Spoiler it's him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm not sure most people got it when they read it. Totally. I don't think they know that it's him. They're interacting with him. That's so funny. <laughs> and the show uh, did get picked up for season two. It's got Ooh. quite a bit of buzz. And the best part is, is now that we know that this guy owns a Peloton, Crystal will let me watch a show called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Because <laughs> I think previously that probably would have been a non-starter. <laughs> I gotta say, it does sound like a like the title of a porn. I know nothing about the show. Totally, the, so the, the title is so salacious that I I would think that there'd be a lot of women that'd be like, really, eh. yeah, is yeah, this just red shoe diaries. Is exactly, that what we're doing? exactly. Yeah. In case you missed it. And then Selena has a challenge for people to close out December. She does 12 days of glutes and legsmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a, a little, stretch. A little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, glutemus makes more sense. That rolls off the tongue. At any rate, it's happening. It's like a glute rolling off their tongue. It's right? happening. Oh, it is? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Oh, you meant the challenge. The challenge oh. is happening, Tom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so these are great because they're 10 minutes, so they're easy to to stack with other classes that you're taking. And I just, I have to say that I I was putting all of my notes in, and I think I accidentally deleted the other one because Maddie is also doing a challenge this month. Ah. But it's all about core. So these two would be great together. You could do Maddie's core challenge and Selena's glutes and legs, and you would be doing great and tom just stay away from all that <laughs> i will definitely stay away from exercise it's kind of my superpower okay peloton birthdays and finally just backing up to uh wish a happy birthday to someone we missed last week yeah, Marcel Maurer. So he's one of our German instructors and uh, he wasn't on our list yet. So now he is. Next year, we'll tell you ahead of time. Happy yes. birthday, Marcel. Happy birthday, Marcel, but in German. Yes. We don't speak German, so. So it's uh, just happy birthday. We, I, we could like, happy birthday. No, now you're That's, just being offensive. I'm pretty sure. Well, I was, it was trying to do a German accent, but it was so far removed from what a German accent would sound like. I think it can't even be considered offensive because <laughs> well, it doesn't sound German at all. It, it did not. You're right about that. <laughs> I learned my German accents by watching uh, Get Smart. You'll <laughs> showing my age. Okay. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's a designer extraordinaire, Brittany Allen. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're good. We're so happy you're here. here. Of course. Well, it's it's exciting. It's been a long time coming. For people who don't know, when Tom says designer extraordinaire, tell us about all the things that you design. I had like some woman message me, DM me yesterday and was like, hey, you know, my daughter loves Project Runway and she loves Peloton. And I'm like, okay, never done kids before. But <laughs> and it's a new thing every day. But mainly I started my brand back in 2012, kind of like rebranded after the show commenced in 2019. And it's just taken a hard right into active wear, whether I liked it or not. So <laughs> I was more women's ready to wear, but obviously I kind of, you know, was filling this like niche gap in the market and in the industry that people were like starving for exciting activewear. I'm like, so, all right, well, I guess we're going to do this. Spandex, 
house. <laughs> I just re- should rename my studio Spandex yeah. House. Really. <laughs> so <laughs> as it. a boy, what's the difference between ready to wear and active wear? Okay, so ready to wear is like your everyday like pieces. So it's more, I wouldn't say like casual, but it's not evening wear. Okay. It's like you're going to brunch on a Sunday with the girls for champagne and mimosas because we know we don't really we're not looking forward to the food at brunch (laughs) we put on a dress for like pants and a top and it's more my category is contemporary women's and so it was in the price range of 300 900 and it's more of like that neiman marcus like bloomingdale's a little bit more not quite luxury okay although i feel luxurious but (laughs) it's much more like i'm gonna grab this out of my closet and it's just like in my closet and I always have it ready to wear whereas active wear has a purpose active wear is more for working out for fitness and it also active wear kind of like borderlines the athleisure which is this is a very new term and it is thrown around like just willy-nilly yes so athleisure is either like you're wearing active wear because you work out or you're wearing active wear in a leisure way because you're just you know, strolling through the frozen food section. So it's I active mean, wear you know, for the inactive. You look like you just like walked out of soul cycle, but really you, you came straight from home and <laughs> grocery store. And it's like, you didn't work out. You have mascara on <laughs> and your eyelashes are still attached. So let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. And you don't smell like a gym class. That, that, yeah, no, you don't smell like recess. So what did, what were you doing? <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to switch gears on you then. So how did you come across Peloton originally? Oh, my gosh. Actually, my husband and I had this conversation. He was like, this morning, I was on a ride with Jess, the EDM ride this morning at like 730, crack of dawn. She was like, we were riding. It was right in the middle of the ride. And she was like, hey, blah, 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 so-and-so, like, you know, John Pedals. Like, (laughs) I don't know what his leaderboard name was. But she was like, happy 3600. And Derek like came running in. He was like, wait, how does one get 3,600 rides? Because I mean, they've only been a company for like a few years. I'm like, no, no, no. I've had my bike for four and the OG Peloton group, they're going on like almost an eight year anniversary, eight mm-hmm. or almost nine years. So I'm like, no, no, no. If you took like a warm up ride, five minute warm up, a 30 minute ride and a five minute cool down, that's three rides in a day. And he's like, oh my gosh. I bought my bike, I think, in 2017. Wow. Crazy. I know. So and that's I, right around the time I, I got before my it bike. Cool. It was just like a neat thing then. Then it was all about the technology back then, right? I was riding when they had the big puff microphones. Yes. Like the black ones. That's the full like when I'm like, this looks like a Britney Spears situation. And the white huge. shoes. Did you get the white yeah, shoes? I, <laughs> no, I had, I had the black shoes. Okay. Okay. I was looking back and I was, I think I did like a really old ride. A couple of weeks ago and I was like, wow, we've come a long way. We, we, <laughs> good night. <laughs> I mean, the growth is right there where everybody can see it. It's true. I hate the gym. Absolutely despise going to the gym. Love the idea of being able to work out in my house, but also like having some source of like accountability that's not texting a friend every single morning. And also my husband has this like quote, he's like, everybody loves a leaderboard. Everybody <laughs> loves a leaderboard. Like if it's a game, it's addicting. That's true. The person yeah. at the bottom doesn't love it. Also true. <laughs> yeah. You can just say you're on the app. Right. 
<laughs> I don't know. I took that from the app. I wasn't even pedaling. What are you talking about? Yeah. That was like a butt dial. And you're just sitting there like, why haven't I pedaled in 10 minutes? <laughs> so does your hating of the gym mean that like you weren't really exercising prior to Peloton or you were going but suffering through the... <laughs> The yeah, indignities no, of never, the gym. I was not a big like workout person actually until about five months ago. It serves a purpose. It held my clothes and like I was a catch all for all of my stuff. She collected dust for like two years. Wait, are you saying um, that you hung clothes on your Peloton? Ah, oh. it's a great way to dry blouses <laughs> that need to air dry. You just hang them up on the handlebars. I know. Absolute shame. I feel like it's different um, when it's she uses. Pathetic. I feel like it's different when she uses her Peloton as a clothes hanger because it's like the height of fashion. Okay, I don't, will. I, don't don't use that as validation. It's absolute, just like <laughs> blasphemy. It is. I'm really upset. Yeah, yeah. You can omit that part. <laughs> but think how trendy her Peloton must look. That's right? true. That's <laughs> true. It's the best dress Peloton. She is cute. She got some Amazon upgrades a couple months ago. So I'm not mad about it. My cup holders are twice as big now. <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. It does. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things. You take it yeah. for what, you know. You got a cup holder augmentation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It took us a while to save up for it, but it was definitely worth it. Makes us feel better about ourselves. Had a, a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. Put it on the credit card. Yeah. Pay it off over time. I mean, well, you, you get the you, points. Do it right, it'll right. pay for itself. I got miles right? out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> you just never know no. where we're gonna go here. You never know. We're here um, to entertain. You mentioned Project Runway. So tell us about that. Like, so what year were you on? Like, what season were you on? We filmed in June, like June 13th, I think, to August 1st in 2019. And then we were announced as the cast in October. So I had to come home and keep that a secret for two months. Like, absolute misery. Yeah. I think our first episode was in December of that year. They just aired, like, I think episode four or five of the, the latest season, which is season 19. So I was on season 18. Our last episode was two days before lockdown. Whoa. Oh. So that just feels like a lifetime ago. Everything's oh, changed. Oh, yeah, like years. But it also goes by so fast, like yeah. that whole experience. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. But <laughs> I bet. Also, I feel like I've been like dealing with a pandemic my whole life right yeah. right so. pandemic fatigue is a thing i'm like that lady on titanic where i'm like it's been 84 years <laughs> like, oh, it's just like is this ever gonna end i'm going nuts <laughs> i'm over here talking to like my mannequins i'm like well what are you doing today <laughs> like leslie i'm like what are y'all doing <laughs> yeah i gotta circle back around now to the putting clothes on the peloton you legit own mannequins yeah why are well, you yeah. putting studio space okay you know okay okay Okay. informal but i'll just show you around so this is the production side all the sewing stuff oh wow yeah i just shipped out like some confidential stuff so i'm just showing you around but it's it's disgusting i mean now you know why i had clothes hung up on peloton because i live like a slob (laughs) but this side is like packing merch embroidery sublimation these are just swimsuits this is every month that scraps whoa so, whoa every month we keep them because we're 
sustainable. It's hard to figure out sometimes what to do with them, but I'd rather keep them and find a place for them later. But yeah, this is my spot. And it's, it's only about a mile away from my house, but I got into the studio about a year and a half ago. But before that, it was just in a guest bedroom oh, of my house. I bet and it that... was so hard to like separate that work and yeah. like home because if I kind of get in the zone of sewing, I'll be like, Hey babe, I'm skipping dinner. I'm skipping going to bed. I'm, you know, skipping this whole week and I'll just like get into my thing. And so, but it, I needed that like breakup of I bet. this is work. And then this is home. Yeah. This is a creative. You can get like fully immersed in your work and it's easy to do. So as somebody who is so creative and it's your job, I assume this started off as something you just loved. It was a passion. That's what I feel from you. I don't know if that's fashion. Yeah. 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 Well, kind of. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a much like relatable, realistic story. Like people are all, I think people always ask me like, how did you get in fashion? Were you five years old, just sitting there sewing with your grandmother, like, you know, pushing the pedals? I'm like, that's, I'm not that old. So stop. (laughs) Number one, nobody taught me to sew when I was a kid. I didn't start sewing until I was 19. And it was only that I got into fashion because I went to the University of Arkansas for my undergrad Okay. in 2007. So from 2007, 2008, I was a nursing major. What happened? Let me say it louder for the people in the back. I was a nursing major. <laughs> well, I guess depending um, on what's going on, that still involves sewing, potentially. They're not. That's yeah. Where's the lie? <laughs> well, you can't argue with that, Tom. Thank you so much. Good night. Oh, I'm dead. Um, <laughs> actually, this is the funny part. So I was nursing. Absolutely hated it like hated it. I love people and I love like talking and just having those relationships. That's why I think this like COVID situation has been so hard for me, but I failed anatomy like a 47%. Like (laughs) there was not, Not there was no like, couldn't even like limp away from that wreck. So my counselor like pulled me, I was like, Hey, we should have a talk. If you can't pass anatomy, you probably shouldn't be a nurse. That's like (laughs) kind of that like fundamental, like here's the basis of this entire profession okay okay like so you know either you got to retake it and like give it your all and I'm like I can't because I hated it and she's like well let's go back to undecided and start taking some electives and I was like okay yeah we'll, we'll try it out so I took a sewing class just randomly as one of my electives and I was like I loved it but I was really good at it like really really good at these fashion classes I was like okay well I'll just keep taking these fashion classes like my electives because kind of it's really useful to know how to sew. I loved it. And then I was like, I guess I'm just going to switch and just be in fashion. So let me get this straight. You had my grandmother's like, you had a guaranteed paycheck. And then you were like, nah, screw it. I'll just, I'm going to wing it and try to be an artist. And she's like, you're like, but anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it true that your first pair of leggings actually ended up being a shirt? Like this anatomy haunts me. I yeah. thought this was my entrance. <laughs> oh, she fell out of frame. Oh, Tom has that effect. That I passed away. Right, oh my god. Okay, but yeah. but like I gotta say, that's a pretty stunning turnaround to go from I'm gonna be a nurse 
to no, I think I'll just try some fashion stuff. Yeah, to, let me try some fashion. But well, like, it's, but it's also a just... stunning turnaround because it's not like the Arkansas is just a oh. pipeline to the high fashion. Totally. But then how did you end up on yeah. Project Runway? Like that's not something for just anybody. Not just any old person can do that. No, and at the U of A, actually, it was much more like merchandising and like buyer driven. It was much more of like the business side of fashion. Lots of camo and, like, and okay. trucker hats. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just got to sometimes you just you got to be a redneck when you have to be. <laughs> no truck nuts, though, I hope. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> truck nuts um, are bad enough, but don't wear them as fashion. It was on my husband's Christmas list, but I was like, no, nah, not today. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's the most liberal redneck that I've ever met. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the thing in Arkansas. It was like, okay, what do you? What is Arkansas known for? It's like poultry science and business. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go into fashion. <laughs> it's not like it's like this big known program there. But it was so like it was so merchandise and buyer centric, and so I felt like I got that part of the business, which is like starting a business and doing the business plan and how you buy inventory if that's what you want to do. But I had essentially no design experience. Like I was like, I really want to dive a little deeper into this design and see if that's what I want to do. So I applied to SCAD and Savannah and I got my MFA there. And that was a hundred percent design, but there was hardly any business classes. So I felt like I got best of both worlds, but since I was so heavily in design at SCAD that it's definitely, I was like, this is definitely what I want to do. I want to be the more creative in the industry. I had applied for Project Runway four times over like a span of 10 years. Tried out, I think, I don't even know what year it was. The 2012, I think, 2011, 2012, right after grad school. And I made it to semifinals. And then I took a long pause and I tried out and made the cast of Project Runway season 17 and literally got that phone call. I was super excited. Then they called me a few days after that and was like, so because of the whole like Harvey Weinstein situation, Project Runway has been bought by Bravo. So they're going to revamp it. And so it's leaving lifetime. That means a new production company. That means a new casting company. Uh. So essentially you just got what you wanted and then we're just going to take it away. Uh. Yeah. So I I turned around my audition for the Bravo people whenever they started casting and made it to the finals, the final group of like that little small pool that they picked the final 16 from. It's just not going to be this time this year. And I'm like, I'm never trying out for this shit again. I'm over it. I'm done. The heartbreak is real. And then they called me, of course, like whenever they started casting for 18, she's like, you want to show up for this? And I'm like, I don't, are you like winking or something? What's going on? I'm like, I can't see your face. She's like, you're going to want to show up for this. I'm like, okay, so I'll try out again. Went through the whole like formal process and then got the call. And I was like, are you sure you have the right number? She's like, you didn't correct cast on Project Runway. I'm like, it's like serious imposter syndrome. I'm like, who did I convince that I am good enough to do this? Holy crap. Especially when you've already had the rug pulled out from under you once. Yeah. Yeah. You just starting to expect the worst. You're like, I'm going home first episode. I better like look cute. <laughs> that first challenge. Because you only time. get one Bring shot. Bring my best outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Bring my best outfit. And then I won the first episode. So again, my life is just full of 180s. Like, <laughs> that's what. So How high. does that work on Project Runway? You win. You like win, but like, do you get points or like 
Because it seems to me every time I watch stuff like that, I think the way it works is that like you win, but like you move to the next level. But that doesn't necessarily guarantee your spot, right? Like you could win one and then you're in the next round, but you have to like kind of start from scratch all over again. But they have in their heads as judges, like what you've already done too. So it's like, well, what up until episode eight, if you win a challenge, you have immunity in the next challenge. Okay. So since I won the first challenge in episode two, I had immunity. So no matter what I made, I could not be eliminated. Even if I was in the bottom and I had like the lowest score, I couldn't be eliminated. So it does get you immunity, but episode eight was the last immunity. But also, I mean, let's be honest, it's a reality TV show. So in the end, whenever it comes to like picking the final four or like whether or not if you're in the bottom and it's between you and somebody else going home, like it would be really hard for me to believe that they don't have in their mind the track record of your wins and how good of the garments that you've produced. So, I mean, if you've got like a few wins under your belt, I mean, it's only going to validate their decision to keep you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that being said, I was tied for the most wins and I went home (laughs) the episode before the finale. So uh, contradiction. Yeah. (laughs) So what does that look like post project runway? Like how does that impact your career in fashion? Does it turbocharge it? Does it kind of vary from person to person? It does. I feel like I was one of the only contestants that kind of like took it and ran with it. Like I, took the opportunity to monetize after every single episode. So I, you know, did like launch hoodies or the night that the episode aired right after the episode ended, I would like launch something because people were right after the episode coming to like my Instagram page and checking out my website. Even if it's not something that like correlated with the episode, it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is new. This is cute. It's an $80 hoodie. Like that's an easy buy for me instead of, you know, a $300 dress or whatever. Right. Right. It kind of started with that and it's been really slow growth. I think I had like 18,000 followers, like at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of like keeping that momentum going afterwards and just like keep growing your brand because it's not going to come to you. I always tell people that are trying out for project runway or some of the contestants that just like got announced and their season started. It's like, you have to take this is an opportunity to like propel yourself forward because no one's going to come to you for your growth. Like you have to use this opportunity to like blow up your brand yourself. Yeah. And ultimately it's helped. And we found with like with it, there are no magic bullets, right? There's no like you did this one thing and now you're Mm -hmm. huge. It's like, it's just consistency and lots of little things to move Mm -hmm. the ball forward. So. Yeah, the dog is like dying for some screen time. Yeah, I don't like, know is. what is happening. So cute. She's, <laughs> she's, <laughs> that she's very spoiled. She is. She's like, I want to be on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am her favorite. <laughs> putting that out there. Um, well, I don't know about <laughs> that, but <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, propels you forward for sure. It definitely helped. I can't complain. It was I mean, essentially it was like free advertising. Sure. Yeah. 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 Is it a lot of pressure? So a lot of pressure. Oh my gosh. Tell us about that. (laughs) Our shortest time to sew was nine hours. I've never created a garment because Mm -hmm. I have no creative ability whatsoever, but I would think that's not a lot of time. So it's not. Okay. No. So I think our longest was like 17 hours and our shortest was nine. And then for the episode that is nine hours, I did a corseted gown. In nine hours? Uh, and nine hours for one of the Olympics for Tokyo. So that was our challenge was like to create. I feel like, like they misnamed for... this show. I think they should call it Project Sweatshop. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And it was during the summer. Oh, 
and it was so hot because it was in the Navy yards in Brooklyn. So, I mean, it was so hot, yeah. so hot. And you're just like dripping sweat. Yeah, it should be called that. It's like so much pressure because you want to do really, really well. You want to get as far as you can, but you also don't have any time to like second guess yourself. Yeah. Or if you sketch something, so they give you 30 minutes to sketch. I don't know if you've watched the show, but they give you, they give you the challenge and then they sit you down and they give you like 30 minutes to sketch or 20 minutes to sketch. And then that's the time that you have to come up with your design. I mean, even your sketchbooks are taken away from you at the what? end of the 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then you go to mood and you start fabric shopping. So there's very little time to be like, I don't really know what I want to do. Let me just sit here and think about it or marinate on it. It's like, no, no, no. Like back to back. Once you start sketching, you better feel pretty good about it because you're about to go and buy fabric for that. And if you go back to the workroom and change your mind, there's no turning back. And I have seen the show and they, well, I think I have because there's a lot of those shows out there. Like to be fair, isn't there like a giant fabric room they put you in and like, like you choose and how... that's mood. Well, mood is, it's not like essentially a room. It's, it's a place in New York. It's three stories though. Oh. Mood is like this huge place in New York. It's always been mood that they've shot fabric shopping at, but it's so big and you only get 30 minutes. I can't even imagine. Like I would be, yeah. I can't even pick out curtains for my home. You know what I mean? Like and the how... problem is you don't just need fabric. You need zippers, you need buttons, you need closures, you need any trims that you're going to use. And for me, I mean, you've seen my closets. I don't use like solid black or totes. Like right. I like prints and bright colors. So that makes it even harder because it's not like I can sit there and have the time to just pull out all these fabrics, looking at all the prints. Like you kind of got to just run to the section and find a color and pull it out and hope for the best. Hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you do. And so they don't assign you cutters. So you have to find somebody that's will, like, that can help you cut. So you run around the store and be like, Hey, can you cut this for me? Are you serious? Like I would think mm-hmm. that would be, wow. Wow. Very stressful. Yeah. Although sometimes I think like when you have to create something like not thinking about it can also be a kind of freedom of just like go through as fast as oh, you yeah. can. Just you let go it with happen. your gut a lot more. Yeah. Which I kind of learned. Later, you can't I was overthink like, yeah, I'm yourself. I want to do it. Yeah, I'm not going to come out of here safe. But yeah, you don't really have a whole lot of time to second guess it. But also, too, I had an amazing experience. So you're getting like one side of the story. I'm very positive about my experience because I made it 12 out of 14 episodes. Wow. I won two challenges and I had a great experience. I also feed off of pressure. I love the adrenaline rush. I love the dramatics of not meeting a deadline. I was like right up my alley the entire time. And I, but you're I mean, also like you're completely cut off from the world. No phone, no computer, no TV, you just like no what, radio. Go to nothing. a hotel, and they like they, they don't have in. like a penthouse. And once you get there, then they take it all away, wow. and you're wow. you're fully like immersed in in it. Yeah. yeah. And the it, only people you can really talk to is your castmates. Yeah. You know, so as they start going home, you're like, I have six people to talk to. This is <laughs> conversation is the same. But yeah, you're just completely cut off. You can't leave. Like you have 24 hour surveillance. So yeah, that sounds awful. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I and yeah, going to the bathroom was interesting. They watched you go. To, I mean, not- you're, no, but you're mic'd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you no hope Mexican, everything no Mexican is food. Yeah. Yeah. So they come in and they're like, okay, you have 15 minutes before, you know, cameras get here. And I mean, be honest, not everyone is regular. Right. Okay? Yeah. So right. you don't have that 15 minutes. I'm not like, okay, body, let's get it together. Right. So when I had to, I was just like, I'd have to wear my mic and be like, okay, now's the time. Let's just this like, <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That 
you learn not to even care. Like, I yeah. guess at some point you just kind of have to let it be like you can't control it. And it's not like they yeah. haven't heard it. I'm sure they've heard everything there is to hear. I mean, these are the same people that do like Top Chef and like some of these people have worked on like Love is Blind and, you know, Big Brother. And it's like, well, those people literally are mic'd and have cameras on them when they're sleeping. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do that. So you didn't get to see your husband during the entire time? We had two phone calls, but every time that you have a phone call, it's on camera because they want to capture that like the stress. The drama. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, God, even prisoners get it's conjugals. Just, it's, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm like, can you send like, what's that money for jail? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put yeah. some cash on the books. Yeah. Put it on yeah. the books. Yeah. 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 Honey, can you <laughs> I think we're inventing a new stuff? show. It's a mashup of Project Runway and Love After Lockup. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. merge the two. And then also, too, I want to incorporate RuPaul's Drag Race because whoever's in the bottom, they should lip sync. Okay. And it has nothing to do with fashion. Okay. So. I'm in. I like it. I think we should pitch it. <laughs> you have to be very, very versatile contestant. Yes. <laughs> Dance, sing, sew all at the same time. Blindfolded. In heels. In there heels. is a hospital on call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know I didn't prepare you for this, so feel free to say no. But is there anything that you can show us that you were working on that isn't like confidential is there because like i love your designs and there's people out there that may not have have gotten a chance to see the stuff that you do is there anything sitting around well, right now we're doing a lot of orders we've had so many orders this year i just launched this new fabric which is called like venom i think it was last friday we put it up. i love the i have venom. to shoot it i have to shoot it because you can't you it can't looks see like the it's color just silver on taupe Mm-hmm. But there's a rainbow like sheen you can see every yeah, now and then. So it, when yeah. I take this outside, <laughs> so I have to get like a photographer because I'm like, okay, my iPhone photos are not cutting it. They can, it's not picking up the true versatility. It's not. It's so amazing and it's so stretchy. Like Ooh. it's so good. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> and then I did this. It's called like Galactica, but it's oh, I love very it. rainbow and it's absolutely incredible. And I love that that like that can be a workout outfit. I love that. I love that. And I also yeah, love you can wear that with the bra or something. Yeah. And I also yeah. love that you have different styles of bras. There's a lot of companies that they'll only make like one or two styles of bras. And I like that you have a variety because not everybody. There can... are a variety of boobs. Yeah, there are. <laughs> not everybody wants to wear the one shoulder. I mean, not every... I know that's right. <laughs> Sometimes there's a Some variety of boobs. Some people have two different sides. Right. Uh, yeah. Sometimes there's a variety of boobs you know? within uh, the pair. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love your stuff. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being. I mean, um, we're learning a lot and everything that we make, everything that you find on our website, when it comes to a sleisure or any of the ready to wear stuff, we all, I mean, we sew it here in house. Our machinery is a little bit more limited than just like large manufacturer in New York City, but we just introduced, which I'm Tom, I mean, you might not relate, but <laughs> every woman out there is like so excited that we now have the crotch panel. Yes. What does that mean? That means that there's not this like huge seam where all four points meet that are just, just camel toe. Gotcha. Camel toe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Riding up. You know, it's like a flush flat surface okay. so it makes it more comfortable it's cups yes, yes. Okay. cups the goods yes yeah we did that but we're like we're i'm trying to like introduce stuff 
very slowly, like looking at other activewear and not taking any design ideas from anybody, but just trying to figure out like what people want. Like people want a pocket in the leggings. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And then I really want to do like a bra that is this high impact. I would love to do a high impact one. I don't know how that's going to work out. Cause I feel like those high impact bras are like, they're developed. Like the fabric's interesting and the lining's interesting. The way that they stitch those together is very, if I can figure out how to do that, that'll be game changing. And then also doing some kind of like really strappy style that's oh. very like Lululemon and crosses on the back or something. So um, those straps, those tiny little straps are so hard to make with spandex. Yeah. Just trying to develop to be very like versed in the industry and trying to offer something for everybody. I love that, especially the high impact stuff. You know, they don't a lot of the high impact stuff doesn't have fun or unique patterns. They're almost always yeah. just solid and kind of boring. Yeah. Boring. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep, it doesn't change. It it's does not. Snooze. Some. I mean, some of it is just such a snooze fest. I feel like your signatures. I feel like you have a lot of stars and butterflies in your designs. Now, does that come from somewhere? Is that like something that you personally well, love? I love like pop art and pop culture, mm-hmm. and I feel like it having those like very strong motifs, like big stars and butterflies and prints and that's a way that I can kind of like express that whenever I definitely whenever I'm working with like more traditional silhouettes, like the pencil skirt, isn't something that's like revolutionary, but the fact that like I can apply these super exciting prints to it makes it different. But I just, I think if our clothes aren't making us happy, then it's definitely one of those like self-expression, like a source of self-expression that we still have left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, now you open your mouth and there's 10 people that are, pissed off at you so (laughs) it's a way that we can dress that like we don't have to worry about making anybody else happy it's just what we feel the best in I love that I really enjoy I enjoy the bright colors and the prints that you do so thanks going back to Peloton what are your thoughts on the Peloton community you've been part of it for a long time so do you have like any general thoughts about how it's grown over time and how it's affected you personally had nothing but good like experiences with Peloton. My bike has, oh, where's the wood? This is not even hardwood. It's, it's like that laminate. <laughs> um, bikes never broke. I never had a problem with no touch screen. And also I ordered it in 2017 before Peloton was like the thing to do. So when I ordered my bike, I had it the next week. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know why you guys are having to wait two months. Sorry, but you know, you just need to be cooler next I time. I got mine the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, just invest in the company at the right time and you'll make a fortune. I love the community cause I've been in it for so long. So I just recently joined all these Facebook groups, mm. which has been very eye-opening there's so many people that just like complain about the smallest stuff right yes but overall everybody's super supportive and wants to see you succeed and it's like anything it's like project runaway it's like peloton it's like i mean just like people in a specific city like you're gonna get people that come through these like facebook groups and will just get really happy behind the keyboard and think that they could type whatever they want without any repercussions but Um, overall, I just feel like it's a place for positivity and I haven't experienced much of the negative. Stay out of the official one. (laughs) Oh, it's a dumpster fire. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. That's an insult to dumpster fires. They've actually... (laughs) Yeah. Dumpster fires have... It's another one of the class action lawsuits against Peloton. It's from dumpster fires that are... Wish to disassociate themselves. (laughs) (laughs) 
is. It is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. It's a lot. And do you have everybody a face- on that oh, official sorry. Peloton group thinks that my bras are too pricey, and I'm like, they're hand sewn, and also like, I don't know what to tell you. Go, yeah. go to H and M and get a bra. And I don't really get that because it's not that much more expensive than a Peloton bra. So, and like Lululemon leggings are 108 bucks. Yeah. So. I guess I don't. Yeah. If you put a price on something, someone will tell you that price is too high. It's true. Like I. It's like, true. I, you it could know. be free and you still could get rid of it. Oh, yeah. 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 There will be somebody to complain. Absolutely. Yeah. My Absolutely. father-in-law has always said, like, if you want to get rid of something, don't put a free sign on it. Put like $20 on it and it'll be gone in like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just come take it. Because nobody's going to be happy with any price. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You You're can't. Like, oh, are you giving your work away for free? You know, is it cheap? It's like, is there a good price point? Really? I mean, I book concerts for a living and I sometimes I'll do concerts where it's like I'll build it where I'm like, oh, I want to have like a $20 ticket. These prices are too high. And I'm like, yeah, you can barely go to the movies for $20. Yeah. Like, what are you? Like, oh, you can't go to the movies for $20. Well, in Missouri, you can. Yeah, in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, I mean we just got Avengers: Age of Ultron, but <laughs> but <laughs> the lot the devil is alive. You are lying. Yes, yes, he he that's his okay. sarcasm. Yeah, oh she was night. like, "What?" <laughs> oh my god! Bless you. Oh, so, do you have a favorite Peloton instructor? I mean, of course, I know so many of them. So, I there's not one that's just not the absolute just treasure and salt of the earth that's just too pure for us <laughs> but of course I'm, I'm jess king is always holds a very special place in my heart so love her and i like it because i'm weird and she <laughs> makes me feel more accepted because she just you know she puts it all out there she does she's like just be who you are and don't apologize to anybody for it and you know live your life and that's a great example of just like you can't please everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, no, you so can't if you're just unapologetically yourself and you know that you are being yourself, then that actually feels better than just trying to please every single person. And you'll time. find your people. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's like if you're everything to all people, ultimately you're nothing to nobody. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I, yeah, it's variation. I always tell the kids all italics is the same as no italics. So true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? You're so specific. I mean, these analogies are just like oh, his. Uh, yeah, that's. I love it. He's he believes specificity is central to humor, and so he does that a lot. It's yeah. great, right? If you're gonna have a punchline, which is funnier, like "Oh, they threw a candy bar at me," or "I got hit in the head with a Snickers." I mean, Snickers is gonna win. The Snickers yeah. is funny. You yeah, get the hard K is. in there. You get the yeah, like it's. And it's specificity. That's so. Tom's comedy I lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That'll be written on your tombstone. Yes. Died yes. by getting hit in the head with a Would Snickers. Would you rather have a candy bar? <laughs> Would you rather be hit by a candy bar or? Or a Snickers. I mean, they really satisfy. Tom once said. Yeah. <laughs> if we're doing a Tom once said, that's not going to be the one that ends up no. on the head. I'll make t-shirts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Be hit It'll be the hoarder joke. <laughs> <laughs> it will be the hoarder joke. Tell her the hoarder joke. Oh. <laughs> So, I have to know that so the it. older listeners will remember this joke. I was talking about my ex-wife and I, 
and we were talking who's about who's truly how, tort terrible. Yeah, you need she's to know that. not not a good human being. I just said I, like how full of like garbage my house was when she finally got thrown out, and she was a hoarder with a capital W. So <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I'll never spell hoarder the same. You won't. I know. You won't. I need just. I need to put that in there as like my type. Yeah. Like, do not. <laughs> oh my god. So that's me. No. That's... <laughs> I mean, I hang up. I hang up clothes on Peloton. Like, that is just, that in Urban Dictionary. Yeah. But, Maybe not the hoarder. W part. Someone though. Who's, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you never know. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, if the shoe fit, okay. <laughs> no judgment here. Hey, whatever your arrangement is, is your business. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. We did not have that arrangement. <laughs> it was not okay in this circumstance. <laughs> uh, well, that's very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you comfortable sharing your leaderboard name with people or is that something you oh, like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My leaderboard name is Oh, Hey, Brittany A. <laughs> It's just kind of spelled out sure. O-H-H-E-Y, you know, capital letters. But yeah. Oh, hey, Brittany A. Awesome. Yeah. For and, a while, it was just Brittany Allen, but that was like, you're like, you, okay, you got to get kind of cheeky with it. <laughs> do you do you get a lot of shout outs with that? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only gotten like two or three shout outs ever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Just King needs to work on that. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes when I'm on a Just King ride, I'll just change it to like a different leaderboard name that's an inside joke and give her that entertainment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's spilling the tweet. <laughs> we have this joke that we have laughed so many times over, like how you pronounce Worcestershire. <laughs> And people A1. pronounce it like Worcestershire and Worcestershire and like <laughs> Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire. Yeah. And so for my 200, I changed my leaderboard name just to like Worcestershire and capital letters. And I just, she was like, oh my God. Happy, happy 200 Worcestershire. New leaderboard name. Porter yeah. with a capital W. <laughs> yeah. Porter. Happy 400 to somebody I can't really shout out. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people who are just now entering the world of Peloton? Don't take Robin until like your first 50 ride because she will absolutely like I take Robin when I need a really good kick in the ass. I don't need to be feeling sorry for myself whenever I do it. And then also Jess Sims. Don't take any floor with Jess Sims until you're like, will <laughs> be ready. Cause I feel like her stuff is like harder than like hit stuff. She's, um, she's, she's intense. So fast, so fast. And, but I get the best. Like I know that I'm going to be out of commission for like two or three days afterwards. <laughs> Cause I'm so sore, but the more like specific, like Facebook groups and like communities and stuff, obviously not the official group because it's just insane, but like finding your niche group, you know, whether it's like Peloton moms or the Jess King collective, or whether it's, you know, Kendall's knockouts or something that's like smaller that people that have the same interests as you, like find one of those groups and like just post on it and ask questions because everybody's been so like willing to answer the questions with like actual, just like explaining, or they'll post links to how to do this or how to do that or what to keep in mind. So if you can find that like niche 
group, Facebook group or a way to like reach out to the community, like do that because it will save you a lot of just like, not that you don't want to get on the bike and explore, but you also don't want to waste your time taking rides that aren't going to benefit you in the best way possible. So I find that those groups are actually really helpful. I'm part of the hardcore group. It's changed everything. I've been doing that since August and I've lost like four inches on my waist. I've gained an inch in my butt and that's huge because it imitates like a bookshelf. It's just like flat, completely straight, <laughs> nothing like bless. There's no, like forever my measurements and my waist and my hips were the same measurement. <laughs> I cannot make that up. And so my butt is an inch bigger and I am absolutely hashtag blessed for that. <laughs> Thank you, hardcore. <laughs> but it's just finding those like accountability groups, but also people that you can just like bitch to and ask questions and get information from that. It will help you like so much knowing that you're not alone. Absolutely. Because I mean, it can be very like secluded. I mean, you're at home, you're on the bike and yes, you're looking at a screen, but you and I both know like it's an, it's a one-way mirror. And so it's nice to know that people are like simultaneously doing the exact same things that you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for taking time out of your oh busy gosh, day of, of sewing to join us. We yes. greatly appreciate it. Before <laughs> we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you and all of your things. Again, my leaderboard name is Oh Hey Brittany A. Brittany is spelled the correct way, B R I T T A N Y. You sound like Crystal. Um, She's I always say like that all the time. She's like, it's no, Crystal. it's not with a K. It's spelled the right way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crystal with a C. That's right. And then my website is shopbrittanyallen.com. But if you find me on Instagram, it's brittanyallen.atx. And you can find my links like through Instagram. So that's where I'm at. I try to stay off Facebook as much as possible. And I'm not on Twitter. Because that is also a dumpster fire. It is. It is. It's an angry bunch angry. of orders with a W. Yes. So. <laughs> angry dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Reddit's even worse. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't get her started. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank Absolutely you so much worse. for joining us. We really appreciate it. We Thanks do. for having me. That was fun. It was it fun. Was. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, or of course the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget to uh, follow our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Running.